everyone. Welcome to Cigars and Syndication, where we're passionate about cigars and, and real estate. I'm Robbie Rogers. I'm here with Jay Noir, and we're here to talk about BTR, uh, Build to Rent. Uh, we're smoking uh, H. Upman today. So far, starting off pretty peppery, and seems like it's going to be a, a solid smoke. Hey, everybody. I'm Junaid Noir. Welcome to Cigars and Syndications. Um, this is the first time I'm having this. Uh, I have not been a big fan of H. Upman unless it's a Cuban. Uh, not that I smoke Cubans inside the United States because that wouldn't be allowed. But uh, this is a pretty good cigar. I get the pepper, black pepper. I get a little hint of floral as well. Are you getting some floral? Yeah, I'm getting a little bit of the floral. Definitely a, a peppery spice. Um, it's a little unique in, in its composition. It's a Brazilian wrapper with a, Nicar- a Nicaraguan binder and filler. Um, I'm, I'm not familiar with the the Brazilian wrappers, and it's got a, a pretty unique, uh, distinct flavor. I, I like it. It's so far good smoke. Yeah, I, I, I'm not very familiar with the Brazilian wrapper either. It is it is very distinct, yes. So, Built to Rent, what do we know about Built to Rent, and why is this so important nowadays? You know, I'm not sure what got that kicked into gear. I don't know if uh, the the Airbnbs and stuff kind of initiated some of these communities but but the build to rent is relatively new out there um and it and it's investors and and developers getting together and building communities that are entirely for rent so basically build to rent for those of you who don't know are is a a subdivision of standalone single family houses or duplexes but the entire subdivision is is, is rental it's no one buys it uh the investor and the developer or the investor and their uh, investment group own the entire subdivision. So it could be a small build-to-rent community, 20 houses, 50 houses, or it could be a large one um, where a lot of the institutional uh, buyers are, are, are buying those uh, 200 and 300 unit. So basically a whole subdivision. Right. It's really interesting. And, and, it's got a lot of little, a lot of levels of entry. Uh, like you said, there's some of these communities have 20 houses in them. Some of them have two or 300, 400 houses, and and it allows investors at all levels to participate. So, for me, for someone like me, it would, I would love it because I used to have a lot of single family homes for rent, and they were spread all across Houston. If anybody knows how large Houston is, you know Houston is about 650 square miles. Uh, so to go from one house to another house uh, in any given day uh, was not an easy task. You know, if, if one tenant calls you and another tenant calls you, it wasn't easy. And then not just for tenant problems, but you want to go and visit the houses, right? You want to make sure that the upkeep is good. Here in a built-to-rent community, it's awesome because you can have, you know, 50 houses or 100 houses within one area. And so it's kind of like a multifamily apartment complex without the sharing of the walls and the height. Um, it's just a lot of single family homes. Yeah, I think it, it, it kind of hits a market that maybe a family is, is wanting a, a single family home and they just don't have enough down payment or they're trying to, to get their credit right. But the, but yet they, they make enough income that they can afford a home. And Maybe they're just trying to get everything in line so they can actually buy their own home. And so you probably spend a little bit more money on a, on a BTR than you would an apartment in some cases. Uh, but it allows them to have a small yard, to have a little more privacy. And, and so far, I think, uh, I think they've been fairly successful, at least in the Houston area. And from an investment perspective, uh, BTRs are, are generating good returns. 
again, it comes back down to um, how much you're paying for the land and how much you're paying for the construction costs. But normally, those construction costs are not very, uh, the construction is not very high end. They'll usually do a lower to medium uh, product. Uh, they'll do duplexes where, you know, they share a wall if it's a, if, if the, uh, if the land is a little bit more expensive. Uh, but, uh, you're right. You know, the, the, the renters get a, uh, a good pro- a product with a garage and a backyard. Um, uh, sometimes a front yard, if not a backyard, but some movement, uh, for kids to be able to out- be outside. Um, and it's not so enclosed and so tight as a multifamily apartment building. Yeah, I mean, I think the the one thing is just the, the density of population. And in some cases, you're going to get into multifamily, uh, your typical apartment units, and, and have 300 units in a, in a fairly small uh, square footage. Uh, this is a little bit more spread out, not as densified. So some of the challenges may be buying the property right, uh, and, and like you said, you know, it's, it's your product and how much you spend on, on the, the final product, uh, to offer these homes, these single family homes at a rental price. Yeah. Uh, the, the things to look out for though, with, with a BTR investment is to make sure that the general partner or the developer who is putting the project together understands how to operate a BTR community versus a regular apartment complex. So, you know, these are single family homes. Uh, the investor or the owner is still responsible for the maintenance on the homes. Um, they're still responsible for all the common area maintenance. Uh, in some cases, they may be responsible for making sure the lawns are maintained, uh, just like they would in an apartment complex where, uh, in an apartment complex, they would, you know, do all the maintenance for all the landscaping. Um, so those are kinds of things that when, when, uh, uh, the investors are looking at them. They need to make sure that the the developer or the the general partner knows what they're getting in, themselves into. Because it's kind of like an apartment complex, but not completely. There are some nuances that need to be they need to be aware of. Yeah, no, I've seen some I've seen some variations in how they're put together. Um, and like you were talking about, a lot of times the maintenance, all the yard maintenance is included, um, and and so there's some unique. Uh, benefits to to renters on BTR, and I'm also starting to see some of the um, 55 plus the senior living BTRs pep, pop up, and you know they offer some some pretty unique features that you know are attractive for for 55 and up. Yeah, no, I'm glad you you started talking about that, but that 55 uh, uh, 55 and up BTRs uh, are very interesting in that. Basically, what it is, it's a community of seniors living together. And, you know, there are no special licenses required. There's no, um, uh, you know, as they're required in, in, in some of the other like memory care and things like that. Uh, you don't need medical doctors or nurses. Uh, it's just, you know, a, a group of seniors living together. Uh, and then what the BTR community does as a whole is that they have events for them and they have things for them to do and socials and things like that, that they set up. And, you know, those are, those are very good money makers. They do good, good returns. No, I think, I think the BTR is here to stay. And, and I think they'll even get uh, more clever and, and, and really put some interesting things together. Um, I'm excited to see the BTR future here in Houston. Yeah. Now also uh, the BTRs work very well. Again, it's economies of scale, right? So if you're going to do 20 units, 
you might not get the economies of scale that you would in 200 units. But BTRs also work in a place like Texas where we have a lot of land, right? You try to put a BTR in Chicago or in New York, it's got to be on the outskirts. It, it can't be, just, there's not enough land, so they have to build up and they have to build the apartment buildings up. And, you know, one of the benefits, and I was talking to a, a gentleman that had put a BTR together and um, community together, and he was, he the, the flexibility for the owners um, where they could actually sell off a home, sell off five homes if they needed capital, and, and or just keep it and, and enjoy that cash flow. So there is some some unique flexibility with BTR versus a, a, a larger multifamily apartment complex. Yeah. And, you know, um, but the due diligence has to be the, the same from the investor's perspective. Make sure that your general partner knows what what they're doing. Make sure they understand their construction costs and their rental costs, the expenses that are associated. Make sure, and this is a very important thing, make sure that your general partner, the the forecasting they do is not showing a 10 or 12% increase every year in rent. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but um, a lot of the multifamily uh projects that were purchased in, within the last couple of years forecasted rent rental growth at 14% and 12% every year. Now we know it happened three years back uh, for three years in a row, but that that's not sustainable every year. No, you have to be conservative and, and, and it's, you know, it, no one has a crystal ball. No one can see that. Um, people that are doing these projects are, are trying to be aggressive and getting money and, and, when they put their underwriting together, of course, it looks it looks fantastic. However, when that doesn't happen, things can come unravel pretty quickly. And and I was just reading an article that was specific to the Houston market, and it went out and projected uh, rental growth for the next three years. And on average, it was around three point two, three point three percent for the next three years for here for the Houston area. Yeah, and three percent is is about right. That's usually what we underwrite. Uh, but you know, you heard about the uh, the foreclosures that Arbor Capital did from New York. Uh, they did on the um, multifamily portfolio of three three properties in Houston, and one of the reasons was because they had very aggressive rental growth. And the second reason was that uh, they had a variable interest rate loan without any rate caps on on the loan. So as the interest rates went up, the rents didn't go up as they projected because they were not going to go up by 13, 14% every year. And so uh, they were in a deficit and they wound up having to uh, foreclose. Yeah. And, and somebody probably made a, a, a really good deal for themselves at, at somebody else's detriment. Um, and I, and I think that's probably going to be uh, seen again and again throughout 20, the end of 2023. Hopefully, um, you know, hopefully everybody's protected and, and got their, their caps and, and everything's in order and, and, uh, underwrote their projects conservatively and and they don't get caught in that trap. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, for our audience, if you don't know what a rental cap is, uh, send us a message and we'll explain it to you (laughs) or we'll, we'll cover it in a, in a different, uh, in a different podcast, but it gets a little bit more technical and, you know, these are uh, all uh, derivatives. These are all derivatives like rental caps and credit default swaps and things like that. Um, But anyway, Going back to the BTR, uh, do you think that in Texas we're going to see a lot more BTR development versus uh, a regular multifamily? I do. I don't. I don't. I don't know that it'll ever get to that point. 
where they're as large as the the multifamily apartment complex units. Um, but I think there's definitely a market here in, in Texas. It goes back to what you were saying. We have the the land to support it at at the right price. Um, when that when the land gets too expensive because it's less dense, uh, I think it becomes more challenging to make the BTRs work. So anyway, um, back to this cigar. Uh, I'm I'm enjoying this cigar. It is it is a little bit milder. It's not a full body. I would say it's a medium body. It's becoming a lot smoother. Uh, the black pepper is gone, but I do get a, a, a little bit more floral now. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, the pepper's going away. Uh, it's getting kind of creamy and, and for me, just a little woodsy, maybe a little floral, uh, but definitely on the, on the milder side, definitely medium. I agree with that. Um, good, good, strong, uh, good flavors. I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. I am too. Although I'm getting a little bit of bitterness on the, on the sides over here. I think, and I think that's that Brazilian wrapper. It could be. I've gotten that in the back of my throat as well. A little bit of, uh, just a little bitter, something that a little bit of the aftertaste. Uh, but, but other than that, pretty, pretty enjoyable smoke. Um, you know, back to, back to BTR, there's a lot of factors, uh, that have kind of created this environment for BTR to be successful or get started, you know, and, and one of those is, is probably just the, the lack of housing available. Yeah. You know, um, Almost all cities right now uh, have a shortage of housing. And, uh, you know, if you have kids, uh, families who have kids and they don't want to live in apartment buildings, uh, BTR makes a lot of sense. Uh, even for families that don't have the down payment or, you know, would is their, their money's tied up in investments and they don't want to put a big chunk of cash down for, uh, to purchase a house. Um, BTR makes a lot of sense. They get the house, they, you know, um, for their family to be able to live in. Lots of them are, are, are nice size homes, uh, but they don't have the density as, as, as apartment complexes do. And, and, and this is one of the reasons that BTR, I believe, is doing well in Houston is because, uh, big shortage of homes. Yeah. I think, I think there's a lot of, um, necessity for the BTR communities. I really do. I think there's a lot of young families out there. Um, and you know, there's a lot of people that really like the apartment lifestyle. They like the urban lifestyle. And, but there's a, the flip side of that, there's a lot of people that don't and they, and they want the, the single family home, the American dream. And the sooner they get started, the, you know, the happier they are. And, and in addition to liking the lifestyle, also the maintenance, right? In, in your house, you know, you have to maintain the house. You have to do all the repairs. You have to cut the lawn. Um, you have to, uh, you know, um, pay the property taxes and HOA dues and things like that. In a BTR, you're living in a house, kind of the best of both worlds, right? You're living in a house, but, you know, you, you have a problem. You call up your maintenance guys. No, I totally agree with that. It is definitely uh, the best of both worlds in some cases. Uh, so just to wrap it up, uh, in case people who don't know what a BTR is, we spoke about, uh, built to rent properties, which are basically single family homes or duplexes, but in a rental community and, uh, you know, go Google it, go look it up and you'll get some more information on BTR. Also check out our website, www.albanyparkcapital.com. Hit the resources tab. We have a lot of information there. We have a lot of articles to help you understand, uh, all different aspects of real estate investing. I say don't be afraid of a BTR opportunity, and I look forward to seeing you all next time. Thank you.